Welcome in, everybody, to our fourth and goal series here on We Are We Go Radio, where we give you four goals or keys to every single Bears potential victory and what they need to do to get victory. And here we go with week nine of the NFL season. We have reached the halfway point, and for the Chicago Bears, it's been a very turbulent first nine weeks of the season. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of question marks that uh, we're hoping will get answered. And Unfortunately, at this point, probably a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered in the upcoming offseason. But before we jump ahead to next year or anything like that, let's keep it into week nine with the Bears visiting the Tennessee Titans, who lost a very surprising game last week to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So not a not a good situation for the Bears, a very motivated team that had been undefeated but have lost their last two games. So they are five and two on the season. The Bears are five and three coming into this matchup and are looking to end their current losing woes and stop a losing streak before it ever begins. They've lost their last two games and this is uh, very crucial, especially after Thursday night's victory by the Packers over the 49ers. So currently the Packers lead over the Bears in the NFC North is a game and a half. So very, very pivotal game for the Bears in this matchup with the Titans. So let's get started with our first goal, and it's going to be focusing in on the offensive line and not just because of the poor play. And we've talked about that numerous times this year in our fourth and goal series or in our three and out series. But uh, a very troubling sign, at least midweek so far in the preparation that the Bears have had for the Titans. A lot of injuries on top of already a lot of injuries for this offensive line. Couple guys listed on the injury report do not look likely to play in this game, and that is and that is center Cody Whitehair as well as center Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair's backup at center, especially when James Daniels is out for the year. So right there, you're down a couple offensive linemen when I say Whitehair and Daniels. On top of it, Bobby Massey is expected to miss weeks, so he is not going to be playing in this game either. Rashad Coward was on the injury report for an ankle, but he has been a full participant in practice this week, so it looks like he's trending towards playing in this game. Bit of an unknown what you're going to kind of do on the interior when you're talking about the two guard spots and the center one little bit of good news because it looked like Jermaine Effetti was in danger of not playing in this game due to being on the COVID list for contracting the virus. He has been cleared to play. So you will get your right guard back if you're the Chicago Bears. That's a huge bonus because when you're thinking about all the spots that they had to potentially fill, you're kind of getting worried where they're going to go. Another guy to keep in mind too is Jason Spriggs, the offensive tackle is also on the COVID list right now. He would be your right tackle, but it's not looking as positive that he's going to play in this game. Uh, We'll have to see if he maybe develops over the weekend and is potentially cleared to play. He would be your right tackle. Rashad Coward, most likely your left guard, and Alex Bars would be your center. Probably Alex Bars will be the center no matter what. Uh, This Bears offensive line, they're in a little bit of trouble. If you want some good news, though, here's the good news. And this is where the goal comes into mind. 
The Tennessee Titans have been one of the worst defensive fronts in all of football. They very much struggle at rushing the passer, which has been a huge problem for the Bears in terms of protecting their quarterback. Big plus there. They're also one of the worst run defenses in all of football as well. Uh, ranked towards the bottom in the 20s. On top of that, some guys that really are key for their defensive effort in that front, Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive lineman, has not practiced so far this week. He is one of their best interior players. And on top of it, their biggest signing this free agency period, besides, I guess, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry being re-signed. But Jadavion Clowney, the defensive end, outside linebacker. He hasn't had a great year, especially rushing the passer, but he is also looking like a potential out in this game with two uh, days of not practicing so far. We'll have to see what happens uh, the rest of the week, but he is trending towards not playing in this game currently. If, you, uh, if you're the Bears and Matt Nagy and this offensive staff, after what you did last week, you got to feel like you can you can get some things accomplished with your offensive line, even though it's so beat up, mainly because the opponent, the Tennessee Titans, really have a struggling front that is beat up as well. This is an opportunity for this Bears offensive line to not necessarily improve or, or just turn a 180 on their season, but again, Every week when you have a busted, busted offense, you want to just build on what you are doing. And last week wasn't the best effort against the Saints offensively, but it's been one of the best efforts that we've seen in quite a while. Can they go ahead and build off of that with a defense like the Titans that are struggling and on top of it, they're really struggling at rushing the passer and stopping the run. These are two areas that the Bears really are struggling at offensively. Maybe their weaknesses are downplayed a little bit in this matchup, and we can see this offense do some things effectively. But it's going to start, obviously, with that offensive line. You're missing multiple guys. The backups have to step up. The coaching has to step up with their game planning and make sure that they put these uh, either inexperienced or just not as talented players in positions to succeed and not just go ahead and run the same stuff as if you have your original starting five offensive linemen. That's going to be the challenge for the Bears, and the goal here is obviously to put together a pretty good effort with their makeshift offensive line. That moves us along to goal two, where we will stick with the offense and specifically talk about something that I hinted on in our previous goal, and the challenge for this Bears team in this matchup is going to be not only winning the game and trying to beat a pretty good opponent in the Tennessee Titans, but this offense, like I just said, has to start building on things. I mean, there has to be a little bit of realism going on with the Bears and at House Hall. If you are the front office and ownership, you know, obviously record matters. Where the Bears finish matters. But you can't just sit there, I don't think, and say, oh boy, you know, our offense didn't improve at all this year from 2019. We're in a good spot. I mean, everybody in that Bears brass knew offensively what they did in 2019 was completely unacceptable in terms of winning football. You were never going to be a Super Bowl contending team with that type of pathetic offense. Fast forward a year and not much has changed. I mean, this offense is as broken and ineffective as we've seen really in Bears history. I mean, it, 
Offensive utility has been a, a constant theme in Chicago, but this is just beyond because the fact that they really can't run the football or throw it. Last week against the Saints, he played a pretty good defense. Sean Payton and his crew, they were ready for this Bears team, uh, and they played pretty darn well. But the Bears were able to do some things. They did break a run and get a big chunk play in the running game and get around 100 yards. Even though you take away that big run, you're not getting much yards per carry. Okay, but that was one of the best run defenses in the league. So you take your victories where you can get them. And then you look at the passing game against the Saints. Some big plays downfield to Darnell Mooney, some really nice passes by Nick Foles. Of course, not very good the entirety of the game, just flashes. And mainly in that first and fourth quarter was the offense being effective whatsoever. So we did see some signs of life from this team offensively. Can they build upon it? It's going to be tough when we talk about the makeshift offensive line, but if you are Matt Nagy and this offensive crew, uh, eventually the excuses start running out. We get it. The Bears don't have quality players, all 11 guys, personnel on the field. There's no reason why the Bears can't do some things offensively. For example... Last week, when the Titans lost to the Bengals, uh, I believe the Bengals were either out. All five of their starting offensive linemen are four from the beginning of the season. So they were as battered offensively as the Bears. They have a ton of issues with the offensive line, but they've got a guy in Joe Burrow that's making plays, and they've got some receivers and some talent that they're utilizing. We don't see that here in Chicago right now, and that's a huge, huge problem. But if a team like the Bengals with no offensive line and a rookie quarterback can go up against this Tennessee Titans team and beat them. Maybe the Titans were looking past the Bengals. Maybe they didn't give them enough respect, blah, blah, blah. But a team with no offensive line is not going to just suddenly start putting up points when they go up against a quality Titans team, even though they're struggling defensively. But going up against a Titans team that's been one of the best teams in football so far this year and going into that matchup had only lost one game on the year. You would think, even without their best effort, that they would be able to to hang with those Bengals. But the Bengals, for the most part, brought it to the Titans. And that's what the Bears have to look at when they talk about their film study and everything. They have to see what the Bengals were able to do, either mimic some of that stuff or take some of those concepts, bring it into their offense, whatever. But the point is, offensively, they're going to struggle still. This Bears offense isn't just going to be humming because they have an okay game uh, against the New Orleans Saints. That being said, if we're talking after this game that this offense still looked just as bad or didn't do at least the basic things that they did against the Saints and essentially taking a step backwards, I mean, what are we doing here, right? So the goal here, got to build off of what you have done. And multiple times this year, the Bears have not been able to build off of their successes. That's got to change this Sunday. We got to see an offense that... Maybe it's similar to what we saw against the Saints, but they've got to be similar, not a step back. And if anything, uh, you know, if you don't make any progression or build off of what you did, there's a very good chance that the Bears are going to come up a little bit short in this game because it might be tough defensively for the Bears to completely shut down this Titans offense. Uh, continuing to our third goal, and this is where we'll take a focus in on the defense and the big matchup in this game I would personally say is the running back of the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, 
arguably the best back in football going up against this Bears defense that has, you know, kind of struggled against the run this year. Overall, they're giving up 120 rush yards a game, which is 16th in the league. And out of curiosity for anybody, the Titans are at 22nd in the league, giving up 128 yards on the ground. So about an eight-yard difference is about six different spots in the rankings. Uh, The Bears... They've been gashed a little bit by the run these last couple weeks. It started with the Rams on Monday night. They really did a great job running the football against this Bears defense. Alvin Kamara and the Saints offense continued that. Maybe not as as dominant as some of us Bears fans were kind of expecting uh, from this Saints game, but either way, not uh, it wasn't a great effort overall by this Bears defense in terms of stopping the run. Uh, still giving up 122 yards to the New Orleans Saints. If Derrick Henry is just going to get whatever he wants from this Bears defense, I mean, stick a fork in any chances of this Bears team winning unless uh, the Titans just start throwing the ball away, unless Ryan Tannehill throws some interceptions or, you know, some fumbles happen. Uh, Whatever the case, if Derrick Henry, like I said, can go ahead and let his physical – running style and usually what the titans do is just feed derrick henry and by the second half late in the game you don't want to tackle that guy anymore because he's so big so strong so physical uh, it's gonna hurt there's a good chance that that could happen to the bears especially if that offense has some three and outs early and this defense is just getting pounded by the run and everything works off of that Ryan Tannehill's really good with play action, and he obviously is going to have some opportunities at some deep throws downfield or at least getting some chunk plays if that run game of the Titans is really working and Derrick Henry is moving and flowing. Like I said, if you are getting gashed by Derrick Henry and give up a lot of big uh, yardage plays, those smaller carries add up too. And he, he has that ability where... He really hurts you, even if he's getting three yards a carry, even though the yards per carry isn't great, you think it's going to come later on in the game. When he's getting those gash plays, now you don't put as much pressure on your defense and your offense to create big plays. It takes a huge load off this Titans team, and both of those things are in play because the Bears have definitely given up way too many big yardage plays in the run game. And just in general, they haven't been very good on a down-to-down consistent basis at just stopping the run and keeping teams to you know, a three-yard per carry or just anything under four. That's going to be a huge part of this game. Can the Bears lock down a Derrick Henry, it's it's going to be interesting to see that matchup and the chess battle of the Titans versus the Bears. Hopefully, Khalil uh, Mack and the Bears team can get some pressure on this uh, Titans squad. They lost their left tackle, Taylor Lewan, for a significant amount of time to an injury. Maybe that opens things up for Khalil Mack or even uh, Robert Quinn on the other side. Because definitely, without a doubt, this Bears team has to come up with some splash plays. And as I've said, the goal here, even if you can't come up with the splash plays, even if you know you give up some chunks to Ryan Tannehill, the one person that you must stop on Sunday, if you are the entire Chicago Bears team, you've got to stop Derrick Henry and not let him take over the game. The final goal for us to discuss is... Uh, kind of what's on the line for this Bears team. And I hope that they're they're taking inventory and 
I don't know if there's been much talk of players only meetings or anything like that. And not that, you know, that stuff just works and that's what the bears need, but I hope the players are, are certainly keeping tabs and keeping track of what's going on right now, because this bears team had such an unbelievable start to the year where you're talking five and one. I mean, with seven playoff teams and remember two, the the norm is going to be seven playoff teams this year and moving forward but specifically for this covid season the nfl is talking about just having the top eight teams from each conference going to the playoffs so there might be an extra playoff spot for both sides uh the afc and the nfc at five and one it just it's almost impossible to miss the playoffs to be honest i mean it, Unless injuries and things like that take over, usually at five and one, you bought yourself so much time. Five and one, you go up against a good Rams team, lose. You go up against a good Saints team, lose. And now you're going up against a good Titans team. Gotta find a way to win, but let's say you lose this game. The Bears fall to five and four overall. The Packers just won on Thursday. They move to six and two. So you'd be two games back of the division lead. The Lions and the Vikings play each other. If the Lions win, they'd be four and four, just a game back, or half a game, I'm sorry, a half a game back of the Bears for second place. If the Vikings win, they're three and five with a couple NFC North victories. Their season on the line, probably as motivated as they're going to be all year long, playing the Bears after this Titans matchup. So week 10, it's going to be Bears-Vikings on Monday night with, you know, the Vikings... uh, playing hungry uh, that that's a little bit of a scary matchup i mean if you're talking about a three and five vikings team with a little bit of life sure they're not in great a great position but you could almost leapfrog the bears with a victory i wouldn't be shocked at all if we see a three and five vikings team that is hungry and ready to fight uh, fight for their lives their their nfl lives on monday night against the bears knowing a victory they're back into the playoff race at four and five with uh, just over a month and a half to go in the regular season. It, it, it's scary because, and then you look at just around the NFC, let's just assume for a second, it's only going to be seven teams. We're going to have an NFC East winner. So that's one. You're going to have an NFC North winner. Let's assume that's the Packers right now. You're going to have an NFC South winner an NFC West winner, and you're going to have three wild cards. You look at some of the teams that are fighting for that wild card spot the Rams, the Cardinals, both at five wins, uh, the Rams at five and three, but they have a tie break over the Bears. So both of those teams would be ahead in the wild card standings. And then you look at the NFC South, the Buccaneers right now are leading the division. They play the Saints this Sunday in a, a very anticipate, highly anticipated matchup. Let's say the Bucks just win that game and win the South. The Saints would be five and three, and they'd have a tie break over the Bears. So the Bears would be right now at best, your number eight seed in the NFC. I mean, imagine if this Bears team just simply lays an egg for the remainder of the year, and that is definitely on the table with how they played offensively. Imagine if they blow this 5-1 and one start and go ahead and miss the playoffs. I mean, it would be, I think, detrimental to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and, and the program that they're building. It is so, so, so important that they take this game as seriously as possible against the Titans and find a way to win because that whole you bought yourself time, 
as I said, you are running out. And another loss, you go to five and four with a lot of tough games still going for the Bears. You got two Packers games. You still got to play two Vikings games, which you know look more like victories a couple weeks ago than they are now. The Lions. They almost beat the Bears week one, really should have. You still got a game against them. So really the goal and final goal is this is kind of put up or shut up time for this Bears locker room. And hopefully the leaders understand that. You get a victory this Sunday. It really stops all the negativity, at least for some time. But at five and four with a desperate Vikings team, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that that makes you really nervous as a football team, like you're losing it. Goal here, find a way to get a victory against these Titans and keep your season hopes alive.